Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, before we knew it, it was, you know, a few hours later. It's a good show. Scheisse. This the beginning. Hold on a second. Yeah, I'm a little bit delayed. Oh. All good. Okay. I'm going to say right now, this is uh, new to me. We haven't done a live stream to YouTube like this before. And I don't know if we were actually live to the channel yet. It only just popped up for me. Okay, so that was my fault. Uh, we're going to start again. <laughs> well, screw my bit then. Go back to bed. Rewind. Going back. <laughs> I'm gonna hold, on, hold on, I got to get back to it. <laughs> Come here. You were the cute All thing. right, there we go. Like... Second time's a charm. Welcome to the live episode of the Replayer Podcast, where we totally just didn't do a false take on the intro of the show because I didn't realize I didn't hit the button to make this dream go live. So welcome to this live episode of the Replayer Podcast. Joining me to talk about the Game Awards and our reactions are Patrick and Louie. Hello, guys. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Fourth time's the charm. Let's go. Yes. As I just woke up. Excuse me. Get away from me. Bye, cat. Okay, that works better. <laughs> nah, she's fine. I ain't your BP. Nah. Anyway, hi. Hi. That's what I look like now. <laughs> now I can't see you again. Okay. Let's do it. All right. So now that we're actually live to the YouTube channel now, I'm going to repeat these things that I just said. <laughs> uh, Pagan couldn't join us this week uh, for this special live episode because it's very late for her over in the uh, Ireland, I should say, the Ireland um but yeah so louis and patrick have joined us this week to talk about last night's game awards and uh some of the big news the big reveals and some things that i'm really excited about and i can't wait to get into um i have a personal perspective on the game awards that i want to just address that i definitely don't think the game awards is an end all when it comes to video game awards it's very much more for the masses and not the core gamers and there are better game awards out there but it is definitely the most popular Game Awards show out there with the big news and reveals, and that's why we're discussing that tonight. So, what do you guys think of the Game Awards? It was a good show. I mean, I, I enjoyed it as a presentation. I think that as far as the Game Awards go, it was my favorite presentation. Maybe not the announcements, maybe not the content that was within it, but as a show itself, as, a, as an mm -hmm. award show, I thought it was my favorite show. Louis, what did you think? Uh, first of all, hello, Charlotte. Anyway. Um, Charlotte. <laughs> Charlotte. <laughs> um, yeah, we don't get sidetracked. I, I thought uh, I missed the beginning part of it because, uh, oh, now we're doing cat stuff. All right. I'll get mine. Um, <laughs> Pokemon battle. Anyway, we uh, I, I missed the first part of it. I want to say like maybe the first half almost. I, I, I got in there pretty late. But um I, I made a comment at one point that this was more exciting than the last E3 for me. Oh, yeah. It, uh, yeah. It, it, E3 was good, but it was kind of like, oh, by the way, games still exist. 
okay this one was more like look at all the new shit that we got coming out are you excited yet i'm like yes thank you and uh i i think that if if i want to get into it very quickly my uh highlight as far as like things i was looking forward to was uh ellen wake 2 just seeing jake gyllenhaal and made me freak out because he's handsome i don't care what taylor swift did to him i uh, it's awesome so i was very much looking forward to that part so did you were you expecting the announcement of Ellen Wake 2? No. Okay. No, I, I stay away from everything that I can uh, about any kind of, unless it's like a teaser. Then See, now I, I had no idea they were announcing Ellen Wake at all. So that definitely was a big, like, holy shit moment for me. But you caught it was Ellen Wake before me. Like, like you saw it immediately. Oh, yeah. Said, That's Ellen Wake. And I was like, <laughs> the what? So. I recognized his voice a few minutes or a few seconds into the trailer. And I was like, this is Ellen Wake. Ow! I, just, I just recognize that beautiful mug. Is Jill it really Jake Gyllenhaal? Because I thought I they had like a different him. actor that played yeah, Alan. Yes, well, come, come up, whatever. Sure, why not? Yeah. I think that that, that example just it, it's it's a it's a micro example of how I felt about this whole show, where it, it was full of things that I know that there are people that will be excited to hear about, but mm. didn't quite do anything for me. Like in in general, there were I have a couple of trailers I wrote down that I am excited for. Oh, but yeah. as a show that went on for what was it like two and a half, three hours, three and a half hours, three and a half hours, not including the pre-show. So it's almost four hours if you include the pre-show. Yeah, to, it's to a bit have, long. <laughs> to have four games on my notes here to be like, yeah, I was excited to see that in three and a half hours. It just I, I'm excited for the people that are excited for these games. I know that yeah. that game holds a very special place in a lot of people's hearts. Um, yeah, I finished like, the first one and I still like. Oh my so yeah, I definitely feel like this. I think the last Game Awards that I watched that had the most impact on me was probably the 2019 Game Awards, and then before that, maybe the 2018 one was pretty good. But the 2019 one, when they first revealed the Xbox Series X as well as the first trailer for Hellblade Two, like that was a big deal for me. But the rest of the show is like, I don't care, I don't care. I don't care. Okay, this is cool. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> so who cares about the awards part of the award show? I like. I want to see all the previews and shit. It depends. I mean, there's there's a like I said in the beginning of the show where the game awards feels it's more for the masses, and I feel like the the winners of the awards they're definitely not the users that actually vote. <laughs> like they're not who determines these winners. Um, so it's, it's hard to take it all with a, a lot of grain of, well, just at face value. Take it sometimes. with grains of salt. Yeah. Take it with grains of salt. Yeah. So, um, but still it's fun to do. It's fun to, you know, think about like what games that we love are getting awards for what they're doing. And yeah, for, well, for the, you know, we, we know the Corey belt, um, Barlog, not the Balrog. I, Balrog. I always get that mixed up. Um, not the Balrog. You know, we, we know you know, heads of studios, you know, but I think this is a great opportunity for people that are uh, program directors and, you know, I, all the other job titles that go into making a game to get recognized for their work and maybe not by name, but at least this is a, uh, a chance to put a little spotlight on that team. Uh, so happy for them too. Oh, for sure. Uh, I want to say too, before I get into our topic points tonight, that when I was voting for these choices, of this year's game awards i found it very difficult to choose in a lot of categories because there are so many great games that came out this year and i don't 
know if there's other people out there who think this is a bad year for gaming, but I personally think it's a great year for gaming. And sure, we might not have gotten a God of War 2018 release this year, but we still got a lot of really great games. And I personally, I'm happy that it was a hard choice to vote for any one game over the other. I'm a little sad Psychonauts didn't win anything because I personally really enjoyed that game. And I'm a little sad they didn't win anything. Yeah, same here. But, like, for me, it was hard to make any kind of choices or informed choices because I hadn't played most of the games. Mm. Whether because, you know, it was a rough year on basically everybody. Um, Didn't have time, didn't have money, didn't have this, didn't have that. Whatever the hell it was, all the excuses all put together. I barely started Resident Evil 8. Mm. Um, I, I... only started Psychonauts 2 because it came out on the Game Pass. Yeah. I hadn't, I don't have a PS5, so I wasn't able to try out Kenda. There's so many factors of why it was so hard or uh, difficult to, to come up with any kind of predictions. Like you asked me personally what you thought I was, um, what I thought was going to win. I had no clue. I hadn't tried Deathloop. I hadn't tried and anything. All the old games were like, you know, screw it. I'm going to go back and play the original Final Fantasy VII. That's kind of what I've been doing because I just stopped. I'm not going to get a PS5. I don't want. I don't want to play, you know, Return or anything like that. Stuff sucks. You guys are dumb. So it it, it was a. It was kind of. um, I, I guess it was it was lost on me as an audience member, as a guy that did not have context to the games that won, to the games that were nominated. Like, it, it just, you know, that, that that's my opinion on it. Like, it, it was great. I had a good time. I enjoyed watching it. But it was like watching previews all over again. Like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> They're definitely a fun event, though, I think. It's something that I've been doing for a long time now, where I watch the Game Awards amongst other, you know, gaming media and outlets. Uh, and I think it was Brandy, we were talking last night about it, and she said it was just the first time she's really done that. Well, she did it last year with me, but now she's at that point where she's enjoying the watch of the awards and the excitement when they do the world premiere trailers and such. And it's it's a fun thing to enjoy. It is, yeah. All right, I can move us on to uh, the first uh, main thing I wanted to hit on tonight was the the big 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 thing for me at least and one of the things i had actually hoped for when we did our hopes in the last episode of the podcast was hellblade 2 senua's saga made a massive showing at this year's game awards and it was early it was you know fairly fairly early in the show to the point where i i was actually honestly i didn't expect it um i am trying to <laughs> navigate some stuff i'm trying to play some things on the screen for audiences to watch <laughs> while we discuss it but uh hellblade 2 was something i was really looking forward to i was really hopeful that we'd see something new uh from ninja theory especially updates on hellblade and holy hell that trailer was breathtaking it showed gameplay uh it showed intensely realistic and cinematic environments and worlds that like it's been what i've been hoping for with hellblade because i love the first game um and i i was like in tears watching that trailer <laughs> what do you guys think i only play, uh, played part way through the first one and 
I think I was just not in a great headspace, and that game has some pretty heavy themes. Of, it's very you know, heavy. Of, you know, of, of, it's just not a happy place kind of game. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I'm sure I would, I could go back to it right now and, and, and see through it, but, um, it looks creepy. It looks cool. Uh, I'm sure it'll be a great time. Yeah. Hellblade is definitely got... a heavy game. <laughs> like, there's no denying that. Yeah. I was going to say basically the same thing. I, I got through the beginning and I was like, oh, I know what this is. Okay, never mind. <laughs> and I, I bailed kind of early because I had just finished, uh, I think it was Last of Us 2. And I was like, I can't do another one. I just want happy. <laughs> Somebody give me Yoshi. Somebody give me anything. I just want happiness. I want the world to remember. Yeah, you need a palate cleanser. Yeah, yeah. And I haven't gotten back to it. I I downloaded it a few times since. But like I said, you miss, what, one month of gaming and you're behind everything. So Yeah, certainly. And and this year year was brutal for me, like personally, professionally speaking. I, I did not have time to do anything. I like everybody was always constantly like, "Hey, let's get on it. Let's play some good." I'm like, "No, I gotta work." So it, it it just kept backing up and backing up, and so it's on my queue, but it's still way the hell back here, mm-hmm. even though I'm already over here. So it's I'm eventually gonna get to it. I just want to turn. Well, for anyone who gave me money so I could play these games, if the Hellblade Two trailer like got you excited and you you haven't played the first game, I have to say that Hellblade One is fairly short. You can probably, I'd say a first time run, you can probably do it in 10 hours or less. Uh, you can even, you know, I would say the average playthroughs is maybe closer to eight hours, depending on how quickly you figure out the puzzles, because the first Hellblade game is very puzzle centric. Um, there's some really good combat, but if you put it on easy, you can kind of like blast right through it. But yeah, it's a super heavy game. It's, it deals very strongly with mental health and uh, what it means to like, treat people with mental disabilities differently from you know regular people and how that affects them and makes them even worse uh so it's it's a hard game to swallow if a lot of that stuff can hit home to you and i it's just so beautiful and it's so well done the the acting uh by the the talented not even actress who they ended up (laughs) having do this she was like a social media manager at ninja theory i think ended up playing the role that's right. Uh, she worked for the team. Yeah, she was a team a member. Role. Yeah, and they had her stand in to do um, modeling until they got an actress, and they liked her performance so much they ended up just giving it to her. And she's brilliant. Every every time I hear her scream, I get like goosebumps. <laughs> Don't they make a big uh, effort to try to get you to wear your headphones when you play that game too? Isn't isn't spatial audio and spatial audio is a huge deal on that game? A, a real effort. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, if yeah. you watch the trailer for that, that, Hellblade that 2, you hear the voices in her head. Go ahead, Louis. That's right, and they were coming through. You could hear them. Oh, actually, that one's coming from my back right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, like like for me, that, that does it kind of close to home, considering that I work with a lot of people with a lot of... A lot of problems. <laughs> and um, that, that was another reason that I was kind of like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna dip for I don't know about four years. We'll see what happens <laughs> for four years. Time that I got to play with it, and I mean small. I, I probably got a half hour in. Was mm. astounding. 
I was yeah. completely blown away by the graphics, the acting, the voiceover work, the sound. The sound was otherworldly, literally. I mean, yeah. It, 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 yeah, it really, and and I wanted to give it the attention that it deserved. And I, I probably personally still am not there just yet, but I, I'm definitely, uh, I, I know how important that kind of a game is. And so I, I can see and understand yeah. why everybody um, is so excited to see that there's already another installment coming out. It's just like, wow, sometimes you have to wait 12 years, 14 years. And then, oh, by the way, we were working on this for a while now. Mm. Well, the original Hellblade was, uh, it was uh, independently developed and produced by Ninja Theory. They built it themselves. They funded it themselves. They had no publisher. They had no one backing them. They just said, we want to make a game that we want to make. And they did it themselves. And they made this brilliant and beautiful game that came out by, they published it themselves. They sold it. It was one of the first games that was like completely digitally distributed in the early like 2017. That was a triple A experience. And they only charge $30 for it. I actually pre-ordered it when it first came to PlayStation because it was exclusive to PlayStation in the beginning. Twist, now it's an Xbox exclusive because Microsoft said, those guys are killing it. We want them. So they acquired Ninja Theory, and now they're funding the next Ninja or, uh, yeah, Ninja Theory's future projects, including Hellblade 2 and other things they're working on. I feel like the new one isn't going to deal so heavily on the mental health aspects. They're going to try to gamify it a little bit more to make it more mass appeal, which is good. I'm happy to have a more fleshed out game because the first game was very simple. It didn't have a lot of elements outside of the core gameplay. So I'm really, really excited. I get goosebumps every time I watch that trailer. <laughs> uh the next topic, of course, you already hit on this, Louis. It was Alan Wake. To me, was a massive, huge surprise. And I'm excited because it's an official survival horror game, not just the kind of like psychological thriller that the first game was. So I'm all, yay. That one that one really surprised me. I, I, again, I, I'm barely playing the first one. Mm. Um, I hadn't really had a whole lot of access to it. I have a friend who's always, always going on about it. And so when I saw it in the, in the Steam library, I was just like, all right, let's give it a shot. And, oh, okay. Yeah, this is definitely my kind of game. Mm. <laughs> right up my alley. Uh, I love everything about it so far. And so when I saw that there was a second one coming out, I immediately um, showed, uh, or I, I texted my friend who I knew wasn't watching the the whole thing. And he was the one who kept on telling me, you got to play it. And he just started screaming. Like I could see it through the text. I heard him on the other side of town, and he uh, he told me like, "Dude, I'm ugly crying right now." I'm like I know, I know. Welcome to what happened when I saw the first preview for Final Fantasy VII remake because I, I I was I was not expecting it. I saw that come up, and I I literally ran an inch away from the TV and just <laughs> like screaming and crying all at the same time. So yeah, no, I get that. I totally get it. How are you and Alan Wake? Such a sucker for anything that's like a Pacific Northwest. It's set in the Pacific Northwest. So you're like, I'm like, there. <laughs> yeah, you know, and survival horror. I'm I'm all about that. Third person survival horror is my jam. <laughs> um, I will definitely keep my eye on that one. Um, did not play the first one. You know, American Psych American Psycho was the extra DLC too. I think. Um, American Dream. Like I think. No. 
Uh, anyways, did not play that one either. I mean, I'm like, I've, I've been aware of that game uh, in that series. American and, Nightmare. Um, That's it. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> so, yeah, we'll just, we'll, we'll be ready. I'm ready to see more about it. I don't remember if we got a release date for that game or not, or if that's just, I mean, that's our first look at it. So it was probably 2023. Uh, I feel if, like they said 2023 in there somewhere. That that's what they're yeah, shooting I, I was, for. I was too busy trying to figure out if it was Jake Gyllenhaal or not. I, don't <laughs> I called him young Bradley Cooper. Yes, you did. Like, immediately. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal, young Bradley Cooper. No. <laughs> <laughs> Still looks like Jake to me. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that, that one took me by surprise. And I'm a massive Ellen Wake fan. I bought the first one when it first came out. Super excited for the new one. Super happy they're going to go full uh, survival horror with it. I think uh, Remedy is one of the greater developers out there who they just they rarely miss. They have such a great lineup of games. And they're also working on the single player mode for the new Crossfire X game that's coming to Xbox next February or March, I think, which uh, it was funny. Like people were like, is this crisis? Like, no, it's Crossfire X, yeah. but it looks dope. <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was, that was me. I was like, oh, Crisis, another one. Cool. You're like, yeah, mm. crossfire. Was there anything that you guys specifically wanted to hit on before we move on? Like other games that you were like, oh, man, I was super pumped by this. Yeah, I got I got a few. Um, okay. If you don't mind me taking the Go lead here. Um, I The last time that I saw this game, I, I've been excited for it, but it didn't do anything for me until this trailer, this new trailer that we got in uh horizon forbidden west i thought that what was featured sure yeah go ahead um i'll I'll ramble for a bit about it because i just think that the diversity in the gameplay that this trailer featured um really stood out to me you have at one point like a glider of some sort like i I called it a hang glider but just Mm -hmm. like you know there's so there's going to be some more kind of aerial traversal uh and then she's also seen trailer wake up um there's uh you know swimming sections in the trailer i think that there uh the diversity in the uh in the robots that are, are featured uh which only i assume are on top of what were featured in the first game too i think that's mm-hmm. going to create a really unique uh cast of monsters to try to take down and uh the trailer ended with just a flash of this giant robot snake co- cobra mm-hmm. coiled up on this rock and uh that that really stood out to me um i just think it i see it popped up now i think it looks beautiful um and uh i was a little like i bought that game when it first came out kind of kind of slept on it a little bit and then uh, only within maybe the last year or two went back to it and finished it and uh and the the frozen wild frozen wilds dlc um just just loved it all so that's that's one for sure that's top of my list i'm nice it reignited my my excitement for that game Sweet. I'm actually pretty interested in this. Haven't played it yet, Louis. I picked up one of them. (laughs) I picked up the Horizon Complete Edition, I think, two years ago. And it was early in the pandemic when that first hit that um, I started actually playing it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and start playing Horizon finally. My video players drive me nuts because it's not playing what I wanted to. <laughs> Don't worry oh, about that. Don't worry about what you're seeing on screen. Oh, it's it's Jeff's pot friend. Oh yeah, yeah the, the pot friend. Pot head <laughs> friend. But um, I started playing Horizon uh, 
yeah, last year when uh, we got hit with the pandemic and I didn't really have much else to do. And it was the first time I really kind of like dove into that game. And I was like, okay, I can see what's great about this game. I think I tried it when it first came out. And the first few hours were kind of like, meh. Yeah, I agree. Kind of went through that same process. Uh, it's definitely one of those games that I've been wishing I could go back to and actually play through it. But I always have the same problem with any big open world game. It's really hard for me to finish the big open world games because yeah. it takes so long <laughs> unless i yeah. try to just like beeline through but it's impossible to do because i want to collect everything i want everything right. i think we were talking about it previously too that you know off off camera that is just kind of a quintessential sony game these days where it's you know it's like a third person it's a you know almost ubisoft like where it's just like a you know here's a big map here's all these boxes to check off go out there have fun i it, it looks beautiful um mm. i don't expect it to necessarily like blow me away but i just i'm kind of ready for a game that's like that where i can just get lost into um halo infinite's open world right now in campaign mode is kind of checking that box for me too but that's that's different um so i don't know just give me more robot dinosaurs i'll be happy yeah that's something that they definitely pulled off really well with a game especially over like what was gorilla's previous kill zone like kill zone was really hot for a while and then it kind of like drifted off and then they nailed it with horizon yeah it still blows me away that that studio made horizon when all their previous games were shooters or in more you know recent yeah. memory more typical like fps games yeah. yeah yeah so i'm excited to see what they've learned from this process of making horizon to you know it it, it could be great it could be great i um uh just very optimistic for this one nice i'm hoping that the game doesn't take too much of a hit because they decided that it was going to be a ps5 game and then they're like well no no we got to make it ps4 as well so hopefully that's not going to like dial things back too much in the performance i mean it still looks fantastic though yeah you you couldn't have i wouldn't have believed you if you i don't know it still looks great looks great (laughs) right yeah if we haven't been burned before, mm. basically. But I mean, um, yeah, like, like I call myself a gamer. It's one of, one of the ones that I haven't been playing yet. Um, and, and if I'm honest, uh, because of the time when it came out at, I think a big part of it, like you were talking about earlier, Dan, is that it, it's so overwhelmingly huge. Yeah. That I got a little scared and I'm like, well, I'm playing Red Dead 2. It's either or. You know. I was playing Breath of the Wild at the time, so Breath of the Wild yeah. took all of my time. <laughs> it came out on the same yeah. day, so that did not yeah. help it. Um, and I, I'm pretty darn sure that I picked up both and then got consumed by Breath of the Wild mm-hmm. and then didn't have the open world stamina at that time to jump back into something like that. That's a perfect uh, way yeah. to put it right there. <laughs> like, I'm just looking at this gameplay over and over again and every time i find a little something else in it then i'm like god damn it looks impressive yeah. but it's also overwhelming <laughs> and i am kind of going like when i get that i'm not Man. gonna go to work i'm not Incredibly gonna do anything else <laughs> for sure i don't even want to watch movies when a game is so damn good i can't go back to it like it's it's kind mm. of that's kind of the point like i i, I love um getting into these worlds i love getting into the into the game i love getting into all of that but it is so overwhelming at a certain point that it's easily enough to scare you away like i I remember being a kid always wanting every game i got to be 50 hours and now every fucking game is 50 hours and i'm like oh 
This is why we don't make wishes when we're children, because we don't understand. So, yeah, that kind of a thing. But mm -hmm. anyway. Was there anything that really excited you, Louie, that you're looking forward to? For me, it was Ellen Wake. And Ellen again, Wake is still the big mostly one. Mostly because of context. Uh, it's, it's the only game out of all the ones that they showed. Well, okay, that's not true. Uh, the Matrix uh, thing, whatever it's mm. called. Uh, the Engine 5. The Unreal uh, demo? Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, hmm. Okay, basically, Keanu is king. So now I get to, like, play as him? <laughs> so is, so, it, is it a game? or is Okay, it like... so I actually checked out the, the Matrix uh, Unreal Engine 5 demo this morning. It's very much a tech demo. A tech yeah. demo that they distributed okay. for everyone to get their hands on. It's the first time I've ever seen something like that. They, they were like... This is what Unreal Engine 5 will look like when we make games using this engine. It's very controlled. It's very much not a game. It's more of an interactive experience. Um, it's a heavy cinematic that right up until a certain point, it's like, oh, okay, now I can kind of do stuff. But you don't really do anything. You're more just kind of interact with what's happening. And then it will uh, it highlights what the engine does, and then it lets you play with it. So it goes from here's a very structured experience within the Matrix universe, and it's brilliant. I highly recommend you check it out. If you can't download it and play it, watch someone's video on YouTube. <laughs> Somebody might be providing that somewhere. Um, definitely check out <laughs> that footage. And you can, after the initial like Matrix part of it, it just dumps you into the cityscape and lets you experience it and lets you go around and like, holy crap the physics are incredible like i got into a car and started driving around and very much my like grand theft auto brain i'm just like we and i smashed into the back of a car and then was confused when i couldn't keep driving and i'm like what happened i got out of the car and the whole front end of my car was buried into the back end of the car that i hit and i went oh <laughs> this is realistic <laughs> So, yeah, watching somebody play that today, it, they were really focusing on, and I guess the devs did in some kind of notes about it, where the the impact that your car makes on another car is not going to, you know, sometimes you'll 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 play these games where because it sense that you hit something in a certain way, it's going to be that same kind of animation that shows a dent in that car. But depending on specifically like where you end up making contact with the other vehicle is going to affect how big or small that impact is on the car it, uh, the future of this tech is so cool to me yeah it's it's so, pretty incredible i was gonna say a small little thing that's kind of interesting about that is i remember the first game that really did a lot of justice to the uh the the damage being shown and that was batman the arkham mm. asylum for me because like, that's how you knew the level of progression of where you were in the, in the game I that's like... how my friends and i used to talk to each other like, we, we would tell one another like okay where are you in the game? I was like, well, now his bats, now the 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 the, the um, cape is all torn. It's like, oh, so you're just after? Okay, that's cool. And uh, it was a good measurement for that, and also showed how battle worn he was as the night progresses. And then, like, now games just do that. That's just a feature. And I'm like, you can't be excited anymore. <laughs> but I love it. Yeah, I. I was reading earlier today about um, the coalition had a hand in helping them fine tune that matrix experience because the coalition predominantly develops games in unreal engine. And they've, the article said that they've been working in unreal engine five for the past year 
and they're if you don't know the coalition is the studio that now works on gears yeah Yeah, they're this they're the internal microsoft studio that took over gears when um uh, i'm blanking what's his name left the head of uh (laughs) epic at the time anyways they helped uh cliff blazinski that's it cliff b cliff b uh they took over or they helped uh epic fine-tune that experience to get the best performance out of it and that immediately made me think oh my god what is the coalition working on in this ultimate this freaking unreal engine 5 now it, it's got to be the next gears game i imagine and if it's gonna look at that level and this is just a demo that i assume they threw together in a couple of months you know give or take yeah they had to have you know it should have, it was probably a pretty quick thing because the demo itself is very short and then it just kind of throws you into this big open world that lets you just kind of play with things but there isn't a lot to do honestly so oh i'm getting excited now thinking about the future and what that uh experience allows for us to do i, I didn't really think about it in that context and i was like i mean if they're there might as well for Christ's sake I'm just looking at Brandy saying that the uh, the steampunky game looked interesting too. Wh- which steampunky game are we talking about? That's... I believe she might be talking about that uh, that new like is it the survival one? That's um, I have it queued up here. I can actually get the video for us to take a look at. I just got to find it in my video player. Uh, Nightingale. So it's actually the next one after Horizon. Of course, my video player plays the first video first, and then it goes to the next one. So I believe this is the Nightingale footage here. Nope, that's the Horizon still. There we go. So Nightingale is from a ex-Bioware devs, and they're making like an open-world survival game, kind of similar to like minecraft or the forest um i didn't like this guy (laughs) these creatures (laughs) oh these creatures it's like it reminds me of the mimic Mm. the fake head that it turns up they would they would would do that thing and it was like a human face and they looked like they were wearing a they were a person wearing a trench coat that movie when i was a kid messed me up and then i saw it as an adult i'm like this is brilliant (laughs) So I forgot. It was the first time I ever saw a kid die in a horror movie. Yeah. Totally screwed up. So the gameplay looks like it happens at a, and from a first person perspective, and then um, it's like the the survival aspect of it, where you got to collect resources, you build bases, and then there's all these crazy creatures and monsters that you have to like fight off and defend. So it's definitely a different take from like X Bioware developers. I assume this I mean, is the one Bernie was looking for. <laughs> Sorry, Pat. That makes me think of like Hunt, but like mm. in just in the first person monster hunting, kind of set in kind of a similar vibe. But uh, but then this game completely does a million things more, judging by the trailer, the base building, the survival aspects. Um, but when I, that they were first that trailer first started, that's what I was thinking at first. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of Conan a little bit when you see like the giant like stomping yeah, down on the base, like that. it's like the Conan survival game. Was this the yeah. one that at the very end I said, uh, "I want to be the gentleman," the one with the Mobius? I, mustache. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was it. 
Yeah, I think this is the part. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. The gentleman. Yeah, this is the word. I want to, I want to be a gentleman. Please. Oh, here's one that I definitely want to touch on. I have the the footage here for the game being developed by the director of Silent Hill. Yes. Splitter Slitterhead. Slitterhead, damn it. Slitterhead. Something once. Something once. <laughs> I almost remembered. It's a weird name. I'm old. Leave me alone. But this looks like Japanese horror, like at its prime. <laughs> what did you think Slitter of this trailer, Pat? Slitterhead. Slitterhammer. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's creepy. Um, I'm. Uh, I didn't play Silent Hill, so like seeing that doesn't hit me the same. Mm. Um, but I, I know that it's. Uh, you know, regarded really well. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what more we see of this one. Terrifying monsters ripping people into pieces. Yeah. Yeah. This one looks a little more action oriented than Silent Hill. Yeah. But I'm still all for it, man. I do. It's like, like it, it kind of reminds me of Evil Dead. I don't know Evil Dead. Evil yeah. Within. Yeah. That was kind yeah. of the same vibe I got too. Was Evil Within. Only a little more brutal. But if I remember correctly, I, I want to say that this was mentioned about maybe a year to two years ago. Oh, really? That they described it. Um, it's, it looks kind of like it in the, in the preview. They, they described it as, I don't want to mention it incorrectly. I think it was something along the lines of like Harry Potter, but in a horror movie. Where, think of it in the same sense of like Bioshock, where... You, you're using special powers with one hand and then a weapon with the other. But instead of just using them like that, you're interchanging everything. So you can basically use the weapons with the magic at the same time. I feel like that was Ghostwire's kind of hits that same vibe, isn't it? Because Ghostwire, you can it use kind of like magic that. abilities and stuff. No, 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 no. Uh, they said martial arts with magic. Okay. Oh. That, was, uh, that was the way that one of the developers described it. It might be uh, the one that you're talking about. It might be that one. I'm not sure. I got that vibe from it because it shows them like pulling out the blood and making a spear out of it and stuff like that. <laughs> like, oh. Get this trailer off here. I can't see this again. Oh, no. No more trailer. Brandon's <laughs> like, limb, Star Wars. The limbs the limb make thing? me think it's uh, uh, Dead Space. They, mm. they seem very much like you're supposed to use your little cutter blade. To like the necromorphs which... chopping off yeah. the limbs. Cut yeah. off the limbs. Cut off the limbs. <laughs> I, oh, I love man. that. Although I, I will admit that uh, in Dead Space, where it did get kind of ugly for me, was um, there was a point where I was so worried that those things would come out. And what I noticed is that if they only have two limbs on their body, they will not reanimate. So I would just go around killing, like they're just dismembering all these dead bodies. And there was a point where I was doing it for like an hour straight, <laughs> and I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I remember Play, playing that. no games. Playing no games. Yeah. Playing this game. That's where I was usually just like running around like curb stomping everything. Like you better be dead. <laughs> yeah, the and remember, like, like it, it's because he does that thing where he's ah, like, he just ah, gets more and more ah. into it. And I, I remember that, and I remember just going like, "What the fuck am I playing, dude?" Like, so before we move on to like actual awards for the night, the last thing I want to touch on was the sonicness of Sonic. <laughs> that was appearing during the game awards because we got the tr new trailer for the Sonic movie, the sequel to the Sonic movie, as well as a new Sonic game that 
I was really happy about the movie trailer because I really liked the movie. That movie was way better than it deserved to be. I'm really happy that it was good. I'm really excited for the new one. The game still looks like a bad Sonic game, and I'm I yeah. want it to be good, but <laughs> I love Ben Schwartz, and so he comes out there and he makes that joke about this being the trailer the right DVD. here. And he's like, "No, it's just a it's just a blank DVD." I, it it got me good. That was just you know? for dramatic and, effect, and yeah. and, the, and the fact that he does it again, like immediately after the callback. Yeah. It's a callback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah. was great. I, Schwartz is, is, is just this incredible gem. I can't wait to see what he does. If you haven't seen his uh, morning show, uh, Scott comedy routine, um, With Lauren Lapkus, yes, yeah. Oh my god, dude! Like, like, but then like he has that part where it's really sad in the end of the first episode and the end of the last episode. And it's like this guy can act, dude. He yeah. is a legitimately talented individual, and I can't wait to see what he does. But anyway, sorry. <laughs> yeah uh that trailer looked phenomenal though um i'm i'm you know i i liked the sonic movie more than i thought i would and i think that this one dives way more into the games in a way mm. or like it looks more like a sonic game which is appealing to me and it looks just slapstick it looks silly you know i'm yeah. I'm, I'm ready for it the more fun they have with it i think the better and that's what i think ultimately yeah. worked for me seeing the sonic movie because originally i was like Oh, it's going to be bad. Let's go see how terrible this is going to be. And then by the time we walked out of the theater, I was like, that was incredible. Like, I really enjoyed that. That was a great, fun movie. And, like, it, it didn't yeah. take itself too seriously. Jim Carrey fucking crushed it. Yeah. <laughs> and I could care less about the game, though. Like, yeah, okay. I hope somebody likes that new game. Yeah. But <laughs> like, 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 give me more movie. Yeah, when I saw the movie, I remember when I saw the first preview, I was like, I don't care how this movie is going to turn out. Jim Carrey's gonna be amazing. Mm. Like you could just see it in the preview. I was like, whatever happens, I don't care if he's not the robotic that we know, the Eggman because he's too skinny. He still looks like he's Jim Carrey at his Jim Carreyist since Dumb and Dumber, the original. So <clears throat> I knew that that was gonna be incredible. And then uh, saw the movie had no right being that goddamn good. Uh, I, I'm glad that uh, Ben pulled out the award where he's talking about like you know you guys called us out man yeah the, the whole teeth thing and the face and you were right <laughs> and you know i mean yeah it was it was horrible but they actually listened to the fans they actually did that and that's part of the reason why i had to go watch it is just to support the the really the first time that a, mul a multi-million dollar movie was going to be spending more millions to correct a mistake because the fans said that there was a mistake and so the movie did everything right. It added a story to a game that didn't, I mean, it has a story. There's a lot of lore, but it added its own elements to it. And it just made more sense. And it was just a perfect amalgamation of everything that needed to happen for a good uh, video game movie. That being said, the game looks weird. Yeah, I like I the don't know how else to put it. <laughs> I like the idea of an open world Sonic. I feel like that could work well for Sonic because then he's got lots of room to run. Literally. But nothing in that trailer gave us any context to it making any sense. So I don't know. The last dozen Sonic games have just been weird and not fun and not very enjoyable to play if you don't include like sonic mania which is a rare exception which wasn't made by son uh team sonic and sega so 
Yeah. I mean, I um, can see I can see it working. It looks kind yes, of Yes, Brandy, like, I know Star Wars. <laughs> yes, you keep saying so. Um, it looks kind of like uh, a, a, a weird interpretation of Shadow of the Colossus, but with Sonic mixed in with probably, I'm assuming that like the gameplay and stuff like that is going to be kind of in between Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, maybe even um, what we were talking about earlier with the horizon yeah. like like that weird kind of a kind of a thing and that could work absolutely but i just think that having cartoon sonic in Realistic. real it just uh, it worked for mario because the whole point is it that it worked Mario's in sonic adventure into... i think weirdly like sonic yeah. adventure had like realistic and locations in it and realistic people I don't know. Sonic Adventure was the last Sonic Adventure or game I actually enjoyed. Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure Two, but Same. yeah. Um, do you guys want to talk about Star Wars Eclipse for Brandy's sake, since she's so excited about it? Not really. No. Anyway, I, I, I don't. Have, no, no. I'm I'm not the Star Wars guy. I don't have much to say about that one. And it's a you know it's a CGI trailer. I, we get a, a set of the tone in the world or a sense of the tone in the world. Um, I'm excited to see more, but I don't know what to say about what we've seen so far hmm. the main thing i have to say as a star wars fan is i thought that trailer was breathtaking and super intriguing and i was like oh my god this looks fantastic might it be jedi fallen order 2 <gasps> and then it was like oh okay no this is something else but it looks great and then i was sad when the end card showed quantic dream and i went oh I'm sure it's going to be good, but I I don't like Quantic Dreams games, so it's not going to be for me. Is all I'm saying. Who, who, what else do they make? Who are they? I don't know. Heavy Rain. I'm pressing, the, I'm pressing the doubt button in my mind of my option buttons right now. I'm yeah. responding to you. <laughs> doubt. <laughs> they made Heavy ah. Rain, uh, Detroit Become Human, uh, Beyond Two Souls, yeah. all those like yeah, yeah. very the narrative movie. structured adventure yeah. games where it's all about, like the choices you make and stuff, and those are good games but i don't know they just don't they're not fun to me to play and like heavy rain was the last one that i like tore through and by the time i finished i was like "Eh, i don't think i'm ever gonna play that game again i think i got burnt out from the telltale style of games yeah which is very similar you know i like i played so many of those and i just have to be in such a very uh, specific mood to want to play a game like that um for me it was uh uh campy teen horror game on playstation uh until dawn didn't work for me for the same reason that was the last one i loved yeah. and and totally got into and i've started to dabble with the dark pictures anthology man of Medan. i've heard those um, are good. this is good but uh maybe by the time that comes out i'll be ready for another game of that style again yeah I'm happy for you people that do enjoy those games because I know they're great and I'm I'm happy for you guys to get that experience. But for me, they just they generally don't click for me. But yeah. Um, but in a world full of such lore and in a game that focuses so much on the story or like the, the it type might. of game that would it, it <laughs> might be a great, you know, uh, it, there's I see potential there. Yeah, yeah, for but, sure. Per- personally, personally speaking, I I like the control of games. <laughs> I yeah. love being able to go in there and make huge decisions and do backflips that I can't do in real gameplay. life. Gameplay. Gameplay. Game mechanics um, and gameplay. Now, that being said, I, I am a massive like Kingdom Hearts and 
Metal Gear Solid kind of a fan or that like I, I don't mind a 20 minute cutscene. I'm all for it. I'm good just sitting there watching it happen and going like, oh my god, the graphics are so good. I'm good with all of that. But I do want gameplay. <laughs> I want I want to be able to be a badass for about an hour and then yeah, okay, your turn. You, an analogy you that I that I really like with those kind of games is that it's like it's like a coloring book or it's like a page out of a coloring book where we all kind of have our own colors that we pick in, but ultimately we finish with the same thing. And I'd be curious to see if that game is able to potentially break that mold. It always feels like, you know, you give that sense of like, oh, actually I went left when it gave me the option to go right. But ultimately you come back around, you know, to the, to the same point, or it's like a DNA strain, Ah. you know, uh, a million analogies at you there. But, um, and so I just, I, I want a game and it's so hard to make a game because you don't know the way that players are going to decide, but I just want a game that feels like I get a dramatically different ending than whoever I talk to, you know, played it their style. You know, what game that I've been playing recently that does that well, perfectly, and has won an award or two last night, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, it hits okay. those narrative beats fantastically. And it has those choices that changes these events and how things play out and it'll do like the oh rocket will remember that or rocket's pissed at you for doing that kind of thing and but it does it with really fun gameplay that's the difference the gameplay in marvel's guardians of the galaxy is super fun with those choices with those moments of differences that you can change how characters perceive you and the way they interact with you and it i've been playing it with brandy like separately and we'll get to a certain point and be like, which option did you choose here? Did you do this or did you do that? And then I like will purposely choose the other option just to see the other outcome. What happened? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I like those. Okay. They're good. Guardians did it well, and that's why they won best narrative. Uh and to mm-hmm. last thing I want to hit on real quick, I don't know if it's gonna be quick, it might be the rest of the show, but <laughs> before we go into any of the awards, the the appearance of Hideo Kojima and Guillermo del Toro. Was that just one yeah, giant Guillermo. troll? Guillermo. Guillermo. I'm sorry. I, I very me. much whited that. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you just, you just, uh, Tortilla. Genshin. 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 I'm sorry, Dan. Go ahead. That's fine. <laughs> Again, my question was was that a giant troll or not? Like, I felt I like that was just so. kind of like... I don't think so. I, why else would they do that? Do you think they really would, like, after the turmoil we've been through with, with that development cycle? I mean, like, is it going to come out tomorrow? No. But, like, I don't know. Like, they they know what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, we still <laughs> don't know what's going on with... Uh, what is that? <clears throat> Blue Box Studio? Oh, I don't think that has. I don't think that's. No, I don't. Shut up! Shut up! Give me hope. No. Yeah. No. Shut your mouth. No. I'm still. No, I'm still (laughs) holding out. I'm still holding out. They just appeared. All right. And Eva said, "I haven't been down enough to be so just like cynical. Like I, I still have a bit of hope that like thank you something will come from that group." The blue box? Well, I'm sure they're developing a no, game. No, no, I'm no, sorry. I'm, I mean, you're talking about Guillermo Hideo and, and Guillermo. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. no, yeah. no, no. I'm saying blue box. He is thinks blue a... box is a code name or a secret project of Hideo Kojima's. Yes, I really do. 
I really, it's not that I think that it's that I hope. Yeah, I'm with you there. We talked about this on the podcast a while ago, but yeah. I know, I know. And I saw the episode and I both agree (laughs) and disagree with everything you said. So (laughs) happy medium. But um, either way, either way, I I just like the the fact that uh, Guillermo so blatantly just goes, wouldn't it be great to have another Silent Hill? He's like, those and it goes cool right games. on. I'm like, yeah. oh, you're such a dick. And it, it's, it felt so good. It's like hearing a roaster roast the guy that everybody hates and everyone just goes, yes, thank you. Like, God, it felt, it felt good. It felt real good. <laughs> there has been a lot of rumors lately, too, that a new Silent Hill game might be in development. And I wonder if Guillermo is still, like, attached to that. So maybe that's his, like, ha, 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 you know, like, Easter egg kind of thing. Mm, Who knows? He says he quit video games after the Silent Hills was pulled. And I mean, he did kind of go with it when he, uh, like he didn't do anything in Death Stranding except for be any. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he did kind of hold to his guns about that, but at the same time, I'm like, you're a creator. I do feel like, create. We're, I think we're getting really close to finding out what Hideo Kojima is working on next though. Cause it's been four years since Death Stranding came out. Not four years, three years, right? Like it came out in late 2018, I think. Yeah, yeah. He's been working on something. He has something. He's got something working. And it was, I think, what was it? Last year, six months ago in that time frame, he was in talks with Xbox about working on a project. But there was never any like yay or nay on whether that actually came to any fruition. So we don't know if he is or not. Um God, there's so many things I would love to see that man do, especially like older series. I'd love to see like a, a modern revival. But <laughs> anyways, uh, let's move on to the few things that like I predicted that we were going to see a Forza or not Forza Horizon. I was going to say Forza Horizon, but I mean Horizon <laughs> Forbidden West trailer, which we did. Um, I also thought we might get some God of War, but we didn't see anything. I also thought we were going to get some Zelda Nintendo basically was a no-show at this Game Awards outside of a few advertisements. So we, we got we wah, got some wah. Zelda. They, they talked about Zelda too, Breath of the Wild too. Not really. They didn't. Yeah, they, I mean, they mentioned that it was a thing. They just never. They showed it in commercials for Switch, essentially. Yeah, is what they did, and that was an ad, more or less. There was a bunch of ads in this. That's why it was three and a half hours long. Um, but the big ones that we touched on, we were talking about best performance uh you know best action adventure game and we're and uh, game of the year of course so one of the things we talked about was the best performance award and we all kind of unanimously were saying we'd love to see uh maggie robertson win for her lady d in resident evil and she fucking won like that's great i'm so happy (laughs) like oh my god and the chat went wild with mommies it was a little (laughs) unnerving with mommy and that was a subscriber <laughs> only chat too we were i was watching yeah. on the game awards one where you have to be a sub only to even chat there oh people paid money to say mommy <laughs> i didn't know that <laughs> yeah I, I tried i was i was trying to troll a lot of people but i couldn't because i didn't subscribe whatever but it was uh yeah there was a lot of mommy. yeah people are weird and, yeah but her, her performance was fantastic I, oh yeah you know, well I, deserved. 
of that list, like I know we talked about this briefly on the last episode. Uh, I felt like it was almost a little unfair that there was two Deathloop characters on there. Like, is Juliana really that big of a part of the whole yeah. experience that both characters not- made it on that list? Uh, story-wise, you know, uh, she's constantly in your ear. And the game is about dying and retrying. And she'll taunt you for it. The the banter that they have okay. back and forth, and this and the their relationship that unravels over time. Um, I just keep wanting to see the next line. Uh, I it, it's really granted that's fair because like I'm thinking about how like in Borderlands Two, Handsome Jack was such a pivotal character, and you mostly just hear him talking to you. So like that's that's a fair way to put it. I feel like there was somebody else that I felt like should have been on that list, and I'm blanking on who it was at the Deanna moment. Deanna Reeves. I should have wrote it down. Eh. Everything. Being alive. <laughs> he just deserves all the awards. I love him. Yeah. He's great. Uh, but yeah, then the next one I wanted to hit on was the uh, best action adventure game, which ended up being Metroid Dread. I was surprised, but also very happy that Metroid Dread won that because God damn, it's a good game. And it's well-deserved. I'm, ha- I'm happy to see that Nintendo made some mark in there somewhere because this is a very... It's weird that Nintendo didn't win other awards. And I, it's almost like it takes two stole a bunch of Nintendo awards. Yeah. Nintendo yeah, usually they have the family games on lock or yeah. like multiplayer games or... Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but it no, takes two no to big Mario games. <laughs> yeah, no big Mario games. Yeah. I mean, we had Mario Tennis and Mario Party. Didn't the triple collection come out? Or was that end of last year? I'd have to double check on that. I think it was also, pretty that recently. Was like, a, like a remaster. There wasn't like a yeah. new experience that we haven't... The Mario All-Stars. Yeah. Um, yes. No, I'm sorry. It was Golf. Mario Golf came out this year. And the yes. new Mario yeah. Party. But the last few Mario Parties haven't been great. So, I don't know. It's interesting that I think it that It Takes Two got the best family game. Because is it a family game? It's a story about families. I guess it's a family it's, game. I mean, it's a game also, about families. I th- I it, yeah, it literally, I, th- I think it also falls around the family because it's like um, it's not brutal, it's not gruesome. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's and I family guess friendly. you can play it with any yeah. family member. Like, yeah, if you yeah. if you were playing it with a kid or if a kid's playing it together, like you can do any combination of the co-op. So, I guess it's just the tone and the nature is kind of depressing at some points for that game anyways but then the, well, the I, I, I haven't sometimes. played it because there, there's nobody in my life same dude same <laughs> Louis, i'll play with you i got you bro i, I got you play with you guys <laughs> i will i will play it again with any of you if you need a, an extra person to finish up that story it takes two but i am only one but i am one i need the two <laughs> Insert, insert superimposed uh, video of nutrition Brandy has out of the way. No, like Brandy and I played a, a good chunk of that game. We actually have to finish it still, but I'd be happy, you know, to finish up with you guys if you want to give it another go. Like it's a fun game. It's definitely fun. So I'd be down for that. We're not making plans on playing video games on this podcast. I'm sorry. Sorry, Peggy. Yeah, she no, doesn't care. She's asleep. Let, let her when she wakes up, then feel bad. If she's sleeping, oh, she's getting ready for a wedding, so. Future pagan, I'm sorry. I love you. <laughs> uh, so, of course, while we're on the subject of It Takes Two, holy shit, did that win Game of the Year? Like, Pat, you called it. <laughs> hey, you sort know, I, I, I hadn't played it. It was my 
I think it should win from what I've seen, but I just thought that traditionally the way that the Game of the Year award goes to, it's usually a darker, grittier story. Um, not that that it has to be. I'm happy to see it change up. But that was my game I wanted to win, but not what I thought would win. So right. I'm happy to be wrong. All right. Happy to be wrong that I'm right, that I'm yeah. left, that I'm right. Yeah, exactly. So, For so sure. even when you're wrong, you're right, which makes you wrong, but right about it. Got it. Okay. I'm the same way. I mean, I'm <laughs> not. Yeah, but you were definitely, I feel like that was like the underdog. Like, I want the underdog to win. And they did. And it's fantastic. I'm. It was great. Like, I'm surprised like Resident Evil didn't get a little bit more mention. Ratchet and Clank didn't get anything. Psychonauts didn't get anything. Like, how? I don't know. But again, that's because it was such a hard choice. Like, so many great games. Like, they're all great for so many reasons. And somebody had to win. And was it Joseph Ferris? Is the developer it's the lead? Something fair. I was just literally looking up his name right yeah. now because it was funny to me that you know, they make the comment of like, and we learned we're not giving you a mic this year. Yeah. Uh, like earlier in the show. And then, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I mentioned that too. I was reiterating how, like, when it takes two, one was it best family or best multiplayer game? And Jeff Kelly like looks at him in the crowd and goes, Haha, I learned yep. not to give you a mic because yeah. what was it back in? was it 18 or 19 when they did an interview with him and he went off <laughs> it was so good it was so good though I he's such that. a character yeah yeah it, it made me want to support him it made me want to see him win I, sometimes being boisterous will do that but but it seemed like he was speaking his truth you know his experience yeah. and he was just like he was he was kind of talking down about some big companies too i think and uh it was go off king go off granted he works for ea so it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's not, that's it a weird is. combo. Anyways, they won. F Game the of Oscars <laughs> in the chat. That's what it was. F the Oscars. Uh, F, F for F the Oscars. Do the Oscar. F for the Oscars. F. F's in the chat for Oscars. <laughs> All right. So we're going to wrap things up here pretty soon. The last thing that I wanted to hit on, and I wanted to ask you guys if you had the same thing, smaller games that stood out to me from the, uh, the list of games that were shown or announced or got new trailers. And there was two for me that I watched the trailers and I went, Ooh, I've not heard of this, but mm -hmm. I like what I see. Uh, the first one was planet of Lana. I don't know if you guys caught that one. Yeah. It was during the pre-show, I believe. Yes. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, and also yes. have a nice death. Both of those games like yeah. hit a chord with me and I was very interested by the trailers that were revealed. It wasn't, my game so i appreciate that we can talk about that too yes yes perfect yeah have a nice death looks a lot like hollow knight to me right i love That's that what i game. thought too mm -hmm. i thought it looked like hollow knight um i think that character looks cute you know i love the 2d renaissance and this action platformer genre mm -hmm. that has always been around but seems to be a pretty popular thing now. these days yeah, love it yeah. love it so much yeah the um, gameplay looks rock that. solid in that game the animation is beautiful it's so quirky and funny looking the whole thing of like death is like raging out because his shitty desk job just sucks so he's like fuck it i'm going out there and i'm reaping these souls myself it's a great premise um and then the planet of lana just it i don't know if it was any gameplay shown in that trailer but like the way the music hit the way it was orchestrated the way it climaxed was just like i don't know what this is but Damn, I want to see what what it's gonna be. I want to see more of this world. I don't know, just some crazy desert side scrolling with the, like the, the trotting like spider bot. Yeah, the spider bot yeah. that trotted and not just spider crawled. 
Right. You know, and then you got some <laughs> what some perceived enemy robots kind of coming in and uh even though i felt they looked kind of like the vehicle that you were on so i can't tell who's really good and who's bad yeah right and then that cute little critter at the end oh yeah and like the way it chirped yeah meeped or something it was like (laughs) some kina vibes for me with the uh the i can't remember what they're called in that game a sucker for adorable plushable plushy size the rods the rods that's why it's hard to remember because their name is counterintuitive to how cute they are (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, and uh, I also want to say it wasn't the first time we saw it, but Somerville. I'm really I'm excited for Somerville, just because it's from the guys who made like Inside and Limbo. Yes. Okay. No, I don't remember seeing the trailer at this show, mm-hmm. but um, I've seen previous ones. And do we have a date on that one? Do you know if that if that's coming? I don't think they gave it early date, next year. But you need to watch the new trailer for Somerville because they show okay. so much more. Okay. So much more, including spaceships like flying around that they didn't show in the original trailer that made me like i didn't know what it was at first and then i saw the clips of the old trailer and i'm like oh oh this is that game from the the like it's a new studio from a guy who left play dead so okay let's uh hear what you guys saw like was there a smaller games that you were interested in yeah louis do you want to start on this one did anything stand out to you i am thinking and i'm looking at people in the chat like give me something um, okay. I mean, Pat can fill in for you if you want oh, to keep yeah, thinking. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got one on deck I, here. I, 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 all I can really remember, like especially like the smaller stuff. Um, yeah, going ahead. Yeah. Going ahead. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna potentially butcher the name and assume that it's a silent T at the beginning. But I want to say it was called Chia. Chia. T C H I A. Yes. Um, which feels. Yeah, it, it it featured a uh, you know a small girl on, in an island, and all of a sudden it busts out some Breath of the Wild vibes. You're like you're you're Get the little again, sail. more hang gliders, little <laughs> sail. Yes, yes, and you're like landing on trees and using them to like propel you even farther forward. And then out of nowhere, she turns into like an object. She yeah, like she can like embody creatures. Yeah, she's got this cute flower in her hair. And then all of a sudden, you know it's you because the item that you turn into, the animal, like it's it, their objects or it's animals that you turn into. Oh, that totally and, takes the the premise of like Mario Odyssey when you put your, put your hat yeah, on happy. something and then yes. you get this little hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah you get the flower. Um, and so it's taking these themes of these Nintendo games that I absolutely love and adore. And it's early; it's the first trailer I've seen for it. Um, but I think it looks beautiful, and I think it looks fun. And I have no idea what's going on, but I just can't wait to learn more. Mm. That, that's actually the one I was trying to remember. I couldn't remember the name. Ah, but yeah, that that one. I think that one kind of stole the show for a second, because it, yeah, you are getting both elements of uh, Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild, and they're kind of being combined to make this amalgamation of a. It looks like a very cutesy game that any age group can play, as well as uh, just looks fun and very interesting. It, it, it kind of reminds me of like Moana in a mm. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely uh, that like but, diversity. But your Maui and your this and your, yeah, exactly, exactly. Like there, there was there was a lot of. I was really happy to see a lot of diversity. Yeah, uh, no, really, I mean the, the representation, uh, super important. So yeah, yeah. So, uh, the, so we the, make sure that we have a diversity less... that we're not just all the white people we brought in, Louis. As we both cut him off like twice in a row. Sorry, shut yeah, up, Louis. That's, uh, 
I, okay. No, no, please, Louis. <laughs> no, 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 no. That immediately <laughs> stood out to me. I was like, oh, fuck. We just cut him off twice. Please, talking about diversity Louis, here. Share with us that beautiful fake uh, Spanish you know. You guys probably don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Just that, um, like, like the, the, the chat itself was pretty ugly. Uh, there was like oh, half of the people that, like, yeah, like half of the people really liked it and half of the people didn't. I just thought that it was kind of funny that uh awesome game featuring white guy plays as the as a preview and everyone's like yeah great awesome anything of a person of color or vagina was shown on screen and then all these politics god damn it like nobody's be clear there were politics. no vaginas on screen well not vaginas but uh, not penis holder no yeah. card carrying penis member and those are those like, are the same people that like get in an online game and they yell at girls who are playing like girls don't play video games what are you doing here like yeah yeah but they say that every match because every match has a girl fucking playing the game and so it it, it felt just like oh my god like, yeah I, I don't want to dive too deep into it but at the same time it, it was kind of strange to see yeah. that half of the games that were shown had diversity of all different types and the other half were pretty much the same. And nobody said anything about those games, but they all bitched as soon as they saw you know, anything else. But it, it was good to see that there was so much representation. It was good to see that there were so many people um, being welcoming to and just going like, oh my God, she looks badass. Like, you know, uh, luckily nobody bitched during the Horizon. Nobody said anything there. Matt came out and checked out the chat, and everybody's like, "Yeah, it's awesome, totally good." I'm like, all right, so you know the game is good, but yeah. did you bitch before? Did you people bitching about the like the character out? model getting thicker. <laughs> like, what was that? Wasn't there a thing? Oh going yeah, for a while for I remember that. Right. Yes, right. Yeah, like people were yeah. bitching that her character model got a little thicker. Like, she got fat. Like, no, they just made her a little bit more realistic looking. Yeah, the the the, the fight was. You you can have buff men, but you can't have uh, you know buff chicks. It's like, well, the last time we had a buff chick, it was Abby. Yeah, and that it didn't, didn't go, go so well. well. <laughs> so you can't have it both ways, dude. Like like you know. Um, so anyway, but beside all all the thing, uh, game looks you know, fantastic. Shana, Shana, yeah. Shana is saying quad squad that did remind me of one that we all kind of looked at and went like, oh. but the fact that we didn't remember it until now kind of throws a, a little hiccup in it, which was uh, the Suicide Squad. That mm. one actually looked pretty good. I had yeah. that one noted down. That trailer really was like, okay, I'm excited for this. Yeah, even Dad said, is, is this a good Avenger? Yeah, I was like, this is Avengers, but good. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah, I, you know what? That that one hurts, but yeah, I agree. It did look like it. Yeah. That and, and so. the uh, the Saints Row reboot. Uh, every time I see more of that, I'm I'm more and more excited to see where that game's going to go. I'm still oh a little God, lukewarm on the that. Saints Row reboot, but I'm excited and interested to see what it could sure. be. I want the game to surprise me. I want it to subvert my expectations because I'm yeah. a fan of the old Saints Rows, and I want it to I be good again. I don't expect it to. Yeah. I don't expect it to one bit, but uh, <laughs> I, I'm, you know, just some mindless fun. Distri- you know, GTA, but like, I don't want to say fun, and goofy. but like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. More I, I, just, just I love throw me in that city Rose. with a giant, like, four foot long dildo bat and yep. let me beat people up <laughs> with it. I'm good. I, that, you know, that's no what I liked. I, I, like, I liked 
the the craziness. I, I, I don't have. Like I have the Gat statue. Oh, I have like my Saints Row, like the nuke <laughs> bot, the nuke button. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyways, I have a bunch I, of like, I Saints I Row love, nonsense. I love everything after two because the first two were a little too close. Like especially the first one, it was just GTA. Yep. It, yeah. it was exactly GTA, and then it got a little weird at the end. And then the second one sucked until the ninjas came out. And then it's like, what the fuck is happening? And then you get the third one, which is just madness, and four, which is even worse. And I'm just like, yeah, this is what I want video games for. Like, it, it reminds me of the video game equivalent of the um, Fast and Furious franchise, which yeah. is, we're, we're real. We're a very serious movie. Okay, we're serious, but not so much in them. But you know, they had seven until they got one. We're going to the moon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, it was just like, ah, by the way, aliens exist, and uh, you can kick them in the nuts to kill them. I don't know. Fucking family. Throw it at the family. board. <laughs> family. 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 As long as you have Vin Diesel, just so family. As long as you have Vin Diesel talking about family, and you have Michelle Rodriguez dying, it's a it's a movie. That's it. That's, yeah. uh I wanted to go back quick and uh, piggyback here. Emmanuel in the chat kept mentioning like Telltale, and like Telltale had a huge showing at this game awards too because they had uh the expanse and star trek i believe they announced two new games that they were working on or was the star, star trek, trek game was it it was a telltale like game it might not have been telltale i could be okay. wrong on that okay. i don't think it was telltale but okay. that one was the one that kind of made me i'm sorry it was definitely a like telltale like looking game though I, I I just remember seeing the whole the whole preview is just literally people walking and talking very slowly. Right. I mean that's kind of Star Trek in a nutshell. Yeah, I don't like to remember it that way. <laughs> I will I like say to this: remember I never liked people. Star Trek. Yeah, I never liked Star Trek for the longest time until I started watching Next Generation a couple of years ago, and it's very intellectual and it's very like interesting and i'm like as an adult i'm watching i'm like okay i get this now i get why people enjoy this show and i enjoy it too it's it's very much about the intrigue and the drama of what the characters are talking about less so much what's happening so it's it's kind of a different beast but i understood it better as an adult watching that show because as a kid i'm like this is boring all they do is talk i think they go kill something it's kind of like not liking mash because it's about wartime it's like yeah yeah they're nerds you <laughs> idiot anyways before we wrap things up here did either of you guys have any final thoughts that you want to put out before we say good night i checked off all my boxes Ching. my boxes are checked off i'm what, you're welcome <laughs> world game of this podcast all of my boxes have been checked. Perfect. Uh, yeah, I just want to say again, now. I can't wait for Hellblade 2. I wish we had a date, but oh well. It's going to be great. Uh, I'm going to very patiently wait <laughs> for Hellblade 2. Um, yeah, so with that, that's it for this live episode of the Replayer Podcast. A day late reactions to the Game Awards. Kind of, uh, you missed the tears that, that I had <laughs> to Hellblade 2's trailer last night. But they were real. I wasn't as deadpan as normal. But thank you guys uh, for watching tonight. Um, and that's going to be it for us. This is pretty much the end of the Replayer Podcast for this season. We will be back in January with some new episodes coming to you on YouTube as well as the Couch Soup website. So look forward to that. And with that, everyone, game over. Good night. I'm going back to Halo. Woo, Halo. Let's go.
<laughs> I, I okay. I got on to test Halo last night, and they ended this up. This is not tangent time. We're saying good night, Halo. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay, it's a good game. Let's go play Bye. Halo. <laughs> good night. Let's go play Halo. Bye. <laughs>